Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of 62 Who Knew. As always, I want to thank everybody um, for coming in, stay tuning, for tuning in and watching. Um, our audience is growing larger all the time. I want to thank you for sometimes the inconvenience of watching repeats during that first few months of COVID-19. Um, took a little while to get used to doing these things remotely rather than from uh, the beautiful studios in Newport Ritchie um, of WeBeam TV. We're not back there yet, but we're almost back there. So we will be. So let's start out as we always do uh, by thanking last week's guest, Ms. Diane Daniels. Uh, we had a great show last week. Uh, Diane is one of the foremost experts on Medicare in the nation. She is the president and founder of the Medicare Nation, which is a platform that helps people throughout the country with their Medicare concerns and Medicare supplemental policies. And she's also the founder of the Medicare, um, the Medicare Nation podcast, which was just recently voted the number one podcast in the country on the topic of Medicare. Let's face it, it doesn't make a difference who you are at 65, you're getting Medicare. So it's for everyone. And make sure to tune in and listen to Diane on Medicare Nation. So before we get to tonight's guest, who's a really exciting guest, a very passionate speaker, I could literally say I know him my whole life. Uh, that's because I am tonight's guest, uh, because we're talking about reverse mortgages. And very often I bring in, not very often, but often, I bring in an outside reverse mortgage expert to speak about reverse mortgages, because I never really want to... Um, look too much like I'm doing a self-serving show. Uh, today, I'm going to do that show, uh, quite frankly, because we are seeing in the reverse mortgage world such an uptick in volume because the reverse mortgage is literally helping, helping so many seniors during the COVID-19 crisis. And uh, it really is a shame that sometimes it takes uh, something bad uh, to bring out the message you know, that we've been trying to tell people, not just in 62, who knew, but in the entire reverse mortgage uh, national industry, that this is not a, a needs-based product. It is not a product of last resort. It is not a product just for lower income people, but it is an incredibly great option in an overall retirement planning tool for people of all types, low income, middle income, upper middle income, yes, and even the wealthy with our jumbo reverse mortgages up to $5 million. So we're going to discuss that today openly because we're proud to be helping, quite frankly, so many people during COVID-19. And, and again, if, if that's what it took, a national pandemic that is hurting uh, national and international uh, to get the message across about this great product, then so be it. But it's a pity it took that. But before that, let's do a little prerequisite a little composite view, if you would, of what is 62 Who Knew for the new viewers out there. 62 Who Knew is about the double-edged sword, if you would, the um, of longer lifespans. Um, who knew at 62 that when you got to 62, which is generally the age of you start thinking about retiring, hopefully you were thinking about it several years before this and planning for it, but as you approach 62, that's when our fathers, their fathers, and their fathers before them started thinking. And we all think the same things as retirement approaches. Should we take our Social Security or should we defer it to a later date? Should we keep working? 
Should we work harder to pay off our mortgage or should there be a mortgage during retirement? Do we still need our life insurance? Have we got enough invested in annuities? Should we be more in the stock market, more into CDs? Um, do we need more life insurance? Don't we need long-term care insurance, especially now after COVID-19, anything can happen? All of us, myself, our fathers, their fathers, had the same questions as we approached the age of 62. But my generation, taking a drink, I don't know why I announced that. My generation has one different obstacle than our fathers and their fathers. And that is the blessing, the double-edged sword of the scientific modern breakthroughs, medical technologies that allows us to have longer lifespans. Today, in today's world, in the United States of America, if you turn 62 in this country, you have a 50-50 chance of making it to 90 years old. Better let that sink in. If you turn 62 to 65 in this country, you have a 50-50 chance of making it to 90. Let's reduce that to numbers. Let's put that to practicality. Half the time you've been here at 62, 30 some odd years, you still have to go. You can be here another 30 years. And with the modern scientific breakthroughs and medical technology and scientific discoveries that are right around the corner that we learn about on this show and many other shows like it, although there is nothing like 62 who knew exactly, that, that number of 90 could easily be 100 in the very near future. So who knew at 62 you still have another 30 years to go? And the truth of the matter is less than 1% of this country has the financial capability of living those 30 years with style, with integrity, with being able to sleep at night, with the proper cash reserves, with the proper medical coverage, with everything that they need. Less than 1%. The other 99% of us are going to be working as we're doing right now. And that's what 62 Who Knew is about. Every week we try, on a, we try to bring on a different guest, a national spokesperson about long-term care insurance, Medicare, Medicare supplements, reverse mortgages, annuities, stocks and bonds, health, in-home care, um, out-of-home care, vacations. The world is different for those of us. I turned 62 just 23 days ago on July 4th. The world is different for the 62-year-olds than it is for the younger generation. Everything is going up. Cost of medical care, cost of homes, interest rates are down. That's an incredible thing. But everything else continues to go up. So at 62, who knew that this was ahead of us? It's a great thing, but it's going to take some effort. So that's what 62 Who Knew is about. So without uh, further ado, let's get to our topic tonight. I don't have to introduce the guest because the guest is me, but I will give you a little bit of a background. I have been in the mortgage business since 1982. As amazing as that sounds, I never thought I'd be doing something 38 years. But what keeps me in the mortgage business was my introduction to reverse mortgages almost 12 years ago. I myself at that time, as president of a small 
independently owned by my father and myself. Actually, it wasn't my father. My father was already gone. When the company was started, my father was still with us. As, as an independent owner, as a small FHA lender, when someone said to me, what do you think of an FHA reverse mortgage? I actually gave them the answer. I'm not sure, but I think that's the kind of mortgage that where they, when you die, they take your house. And, and I think the interest rates are really high. I don't know if I want to be involved in that. Well, that was one of many, many times that I was wrong. Fortunately, a relative of mine needed a reverse mortgage. So I forced myself to learn from an expert. And I want to give that expert his dues because he's still in the reverse mortgage business. He's still a friend. His name is Dennis Loxton. Dennis, if you're listening, thank you because you changed my life 12 years ago. When I learned that the reverse mortgage was not a needs-based product of last resort, when I learned the way it could change people's lives, I got addicted to it. And ever since then, I have been addicted to it. And in the last 12 years, I've written articles for the Wall Street Journal, for Senior Market Advisor, for Consumer News, uh, for the uh, New York Times, for USA Today. I have appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News. I have done many radio shows all about the use of home equity during retirement. Think about that. The use of home equity during retirement. It is your best savings account. For many people, it is your largest savings account. Yet, what can you do with that equity? Let's forget reverse mortgages just for a minute. When I talk to a friend my age or older, and I go, how is everything doing? Well, it's okay. You know, I'm not getting the rates on my CDs and annuities that I used to, and I'm a little afraid of the stock market, you know, because of how volatile it's been, although it's been fairly strong, um, you know, the last year, it's had its ups and downs, that's for sure, especially since March and COVID-19, but you know, things are okay, and of course, I have $400,000 equity in my home, isn't that great? Well, is it great? I guess it is, it's certainly an asset, but if you don't have the ability to tap into that asset, it's a number. It's a number on a piece of paper. It's a number on a computer screen. And you go to the supermarket, and when the person behind the counter says, that'll be $167, go, here's my house. It has hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity. When you want to take a cruise for 10 days or two weeks or maybe 30 days around the world after COVID-19 is gone and it's safe, and you say, can I charge that to my house? When you need medical care, medical care, personal care, in-home care, equity in a home doesn't do you much unless you can tap into it. Now, everybody can tap in to the equity in their home by getting a mortgage. But a mortgage comes with a payment. And if you're low on money, if you're looking to improve your monthly cash flow, to improve your disposable income, and you're in your 60s or 70s or even 80s in today's world, do you need a payment? Does that make sense to have a monthly payment when you're already short on disposable monthly income? No, it just doesn't. And that's why the reverse mortgage today has become an incredible option. 
in an overall retirement planning tool. You have your social security, you have your retirement funds, I hope. I hope you have annuities. Some of you have pensions, most do not. I certainly don't. Pensions started disappearing in this country in most major companies uh, many, many years ago. Unless you're a city or state worker, a police officer, a fireman, um, FBI, obviously, uh, law enforcement, school teachers, there are still industries that will give you a pension, but not most. I own a mortgage company for 38 years. I don't have a pension. It's what I earn. So if you can tap into the equity in your home for a secondary source of funds, and please notice I said a secondary source of funds, not income. Too many people look at the reverse mortgage or see advertisements of a reverse mortgage where it says tax-free income. For tax-free income from your home, <clears throat> that is a false and misleading statement. You are able to get tax-free free proceeds from a reverse mortgage because it's a loan, it's a mortgage. Proceeds from a loan are tax-free. It is not income, but the cash flow that you take from it or the monthly uh, income or quarterly or lump sum is in fact tax-free. Not because it's income, but because it's proceeds from a loan. And these proceeds can be used for anything. They can be used first of all and need to be used to eliminate your present mortgage payment. How many of you watching out there, 62 years old and above, would have a higher quality of life if you didn't have a mortgage payment? I'd like to make it more complicated than that. And our detractors, the people that don't like reverse mortgages, and there's a lot of them, some of them are major publications, they'll bring up all sorts of things. You lose your home, but you don't. We're going to go over that in a second. Your heirs are cheated out of their inheritance, but they're not. We're going to go over that in a little bit too. Take it for what it is. It is an equity line, like maybe you even have now or have had in the past, that allows you to tap into certain amount of the equity in your home and draw it out at your convenience in a lump sum or a monthly benefit or on a line of credit without the obligation of a monthly payment for as long as you and your spouse, or if there's only one of you, live in that home. If this is your retirement home, effectively, you do not have to make a payment for the rest of your life, if that's where you're gonna be living. I want you to think about that. Think about your mortgage payment right now. If that wasn't with you, if you weren't writing a check for it every month, would that make your life easier? If there is enough equity in your home, and in addition to paying off your mortgage, maybe we could pay off your credit cards. Maybe we could pay off your car loan. Now take those payments away. Have we made the quality of your life during this period of time, retirement? better or worse. Maybe you have no debts. Maybe you have no mortgage. 
no car payment, no credit card debts. But like many people, lost a tremendous amount of your portfolio or savings or cash reserves, however you refer to it, during the Great Recession from 2008 to 2013, 2014. Can you replenish some of that by taking equity out of your home? Especially when there's no debt service related to it in your lifetime? Could that make sense for you? Now let's be clear about something. You can make a payment. Don't ever, ever think that the bank that is doing your reverse mortgage or the lender that is doing your reverse mortgage won't take your money. That would be un-American. Of course, they'll take your money. Every month, you get a mortgage statement, just like a regular mortgage. And your first option says, you have accrued this much interest this month. Would you like to pay this interest? Yes or no. Would you like to make a principal reduction? Option number two. And then there's the famous option number three. Would you like to defer this interest? You can make principal reductions. I have had many people take large reverse mortgages from my company and say, you know what, Mike? I'm borrowing, let's pick a number. I'm borrowing 250,000. I want to owe 250,000 when I die in 20 years. What do I have to do? Pay the interest every month. But you don't have to, but you can, okay? So we're gonna go over before we go much further into the uses of this. And I wanna really go over how much the reverse mortgage has assisted people during the COVID-19 crisis. And again, as I said in the introduction you know, of the show, it, it, sometimes it's a pity that it takes something bad. And this wouldn't be the first time in our history, by the way, that it took something bad to prove a point about something. For years, the reverse mortgage industry has been trying to tell people what a solid product this is, how it could help them in so many ways during their time of retirement, okay? How it deserves to be an option in an overall retirement plan, right along with your social security and your long-term care insurance, your Medicare, your Medicare supplemental policy proceeds from the equity of your house that are not related to any monthly debt service for as long as you live in that house. But now during COVID-19, and this is so sad, as we see thousands, tens of thousands of seniors leaving us, I hate to say dying, but they are dying, leaving us in the facilities where they have been which have basically turned into, and I don't mean to be callous, but I am gonna say it, little senior prisons, because as soon as this broke, they closed all the facilities down. No one can leave, no one could come in and visit. Probably was a smart idea, I'm not arguing that, but to think of how many seniors have passed on in the last five months alone, without their relatives and loved ones there by their bedside because they thought it was the safest place to be in that facility, in that retirement home. And maybe they could have been home, but they didn't think they could bring in, they didn't think they had the funds, the cash flow 
to bring people in from the outside to make sure that their insulin was correct, to check their blood pressure a few times a week, to take them shopping, to take them to doctor's appointments. Oh my God, that costs money. Let's sell the house and go into a retirement facility that costs five, eight, ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars a month. I don't have a few thousand a month to pay people to come into my house to perform these services, but it is possible depending on whether they had a mortgage or not, or they had equity in their home, and how much that equity was, that they could have utilized a reverse mortgage for exactly that. Hindsight, it's always 2020. I've never been fond of the Monday morning quarterback, but I'm not a Monday morning quarterback because I've been saying this for 12 years, either into a television camera or a video camera, or writing it in major newspapers, or speaking about it on major radio shows. You can utilize your reverse mortgage to make your present home safe, to bring in outside people to help you with what you need help with, at a fraction of a cost for moving into the facility, okay? In fact, the National Council on Aging in Washington, D.C., please, those of you that are involved in this or that have parents or maybe for yourselves, please Google this, okay? The National Council on Aging in Washington, D.C., they call it Use Your Home to Stay at Home. It is a 35-page booklet. It explains this and many other theories, how you can use your equity in your home to stay in your home. Now, we can go over a lot of reasons why you should stay in your home, but here's the number one reason that no one can argue, and that is people who live at home live longer. There's no disputing that. Every medical and scientific research survey says the same thing. People who live at home, where they can still have their relatives visiting, where they're still near their doctors, where they're still near their favorite supermarket, where they know their neighbors, where they expect the children at Halloween, where the children and grandchildren come for Christmas, if they can stay there with safety, they live longer. That's a hard fact to argue. So let's go over for a second some of the worst misnomers, myths, half-truths about reverse mortgages. Then we're going to go back to COVID-19 and talk about how many reverse mortgages are being done to help people get through this COVID-19 crisis. The number one myth with a reverse mortgage for the last 20 years, and still is, is that somehow you're giving up ownership of your home, okay? Nothing could be further from the truth. Only you remain on the title of your home. This is a mortgage, an FHA mortgage in most cases, but for loans above 600,000, we also have different types of reverse mortgages. But in each case, the lender has no ownership no equity position whatsoever in your home. 
The title policy, the mortgage, the deed stays in your name, never the lenders. So that's the first half-truth lie from our detractors that I want you to understand. Never does a lender take equity ownership of your home during your reverse mortgage. That's a fact. Secondly, okay, Michael, we believe you. But what happens after we die? Is that when they take it? Is that when we have to give up our home? Is that when my children, who I've looked so forward to giving this home to, is that when your lender takes it? No. Why would the lender take your home? Do you have a mortgage now? And if you don't, did you have a mortgage at any time in your life? When would the lender, when would it be appropriate for that lender to take your home? Well, a lot of you should be thinking, well, Michael, there's one great answer for that. If we don't make the payments on the mortgage, damn right, they're going to take our home. And you're right. The only way or one of the only ways to lose your home to a lender, to a bank, to a credit union, to anybody, is to not make the payments on the loan. That's a risk you take when you get a mortgage. Except there are no payments on a reverse mortgage. Arsenio Hall used to say many years ago, that's one of those things that makes you go, hmm. Yes, you lose your house in America by not making your payments. But there are no payments on a reverse mortgage. Are there any other ways that it would be appropriate or justifiable for a lender to take your home? Yes, if you don't pay your real estate taxes. And in a reverse mortgage, there is no escrow accounts. You are responsible for taking care of paying your real estate taxes and your homeowner's insurance. And if you should have a homeowner's association fee, you need to pay that too. Even though we have nothing to do with that, you need to take care of your homeowner association because in case nobody ever told you, they have no sense of humor, okay? But as long as you take care of your taxes and insurance, as far as the bank is concerned, you will never be at risk for losing your home. A lender doesn't own the home, you do. That's the first biggest myth, the, the first biggest non-fact, half-truth, okay? Misinformation about reverse mortgages. Only you own the home, don't ever forget that. After the last borrower dies, is that when the lender gets the home? Of course not. Where does the home go? I'm gonna answer this unbelievable question that people ask every day on Google. Every day, I mean, I'm talking millions of times a month. People go, does the lender, what happens to my home after the last borrower dies when I have a reverse mortgage? I'm gonna answer that question. You ready? I don't know. Have you given me a copy of your will? Have you given me a copy of your trust? Maybe you have a life estate. Your house goes exactly where you direct it, to your children, your heirs, 
your estate, your church, your temple, your favorite charity. The lender has nothing to do with where your home goes after you're gone. It just doesn't. It's a mortgage. You're not sharing equity with them. You're not giving them ownership. It's a mortgage. The home goes, let's say for this, for the sake of this particular conversation, the home goes to your children. Now your children are inheriting a house with a mortgage. Like the great majority of children, heirs, in this country do every day. Less than 14% of the United States of America buy a house for cash. 14%, little less. It's another fact. 86% of people, when they leave their house to their children, to their estates, to their favorite charity, wherever they may be leaving it, they're leaving it with a mortgage. And then the person buying, or excuse me, the person that the house is bequeathed to has two choices. They can sell the house, pay off the mortgage, and pocket the profit. Usually there's some serious cash there. Or if they wish to keep the house, there's a mortgage on it. The people who got the mortgage, who secured the mortgage, hopefully many years ago, hopefully mom and dad got to live a lot of years in that home without any debt service, those people are gone. So the people, the heirs who now have the home, have to refinance the home and pay off the mortgage. What's the difference between that, those two choices, and a regular mortgage? Let me think about that. There is no difference. There is no difference. Except now that I've said that, I'm going to tell you there's two very important differences. Two. Ready? Number one, Literally hundreds of thousands of heirs received their home from their parents during the years of 2008 to 2013. Let's even take that to 2015. And when they received them, because the Great Recession brought the value of the home so far down, regardless of what mortgage they had, so far down, you know, many of you people are going, we lived through that. That your children, your heirs, were upside down. What do I mean by upside down? They owed more on the house than it was worth. Wow. What a gift, mom and dad. Here, guys, here's my $300,000 house. Too bad I owe four hundred. dollars now, in a regular mortgage, make no mistake about it, the bank that has that mortgage, I'm not picking on any one bank, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Regents, Credit Union, whatever bank has that mortgage, as soon as they find out that mom and dad or the last borrower has passed, they're going to be contacting your estate attorney or you directly because it's public record that you now own the house. And they're going to go, hello, we're your friendly bank that did your mortgage for your parents 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 26 years ago. You still owe us $300,000. You still owe us $98,000. How are you paying it? Well, the house is upside down and we don't know what to do. Well, now that you own it, you better figure it out. 
that phone call is being made every second of the day, seven, well, at least five days a week for the last 12 years, since 2008. Well, I'm sorry, mom and dad just, just gave me the house. Uh, it's 100,000 upside down. It's $82,000 upside down. And you know what the person on the other end of the phone goes? Well, that's okay. We understand that. We're not bad guys. We're your friends at the bank. Yeah, right. Right. Well, let's ask you a few easy questions. Did mom and dad leave any other assets to you? Life insurance, annuities, stocks, bonds, cash? Because they personally guaranteed this loan. So their estate, not just them, they're gone. Their estate is responsible for that negative. Oh, it's a very sad realization. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of heirs throughout this country. When you get a mortgage in this country, you personally guarantee it, except for a reverse mortgage. In a reverse mortgage, there is no personal guarantee. So if when mom and dad leave this planet, we hope in 20, 25, 30, many years from now, and if there is another great recession and the house is upside down, mom and dad got to live there for their entire retirement with no debt service. And maybe when we did the reverse mortgage, we paid off their car and their credit cards. And maybe because we did that, that's why they took cruises and helped the grandkids with college and did all sorts of great family things. But now the house is upside down, there's no equity. But they didn't personally guarantee the loan. Mom and dad were good planners. They had life insurance, they had annuities, they had CDs. And stocks and bonds. The reverse mortgage lender is not allowed to touch them. That is a win-win situation. Mom and dad got to live there. The equity was going in reverse, backwards. Not because they had a reverse mortgage, but because we had a recession and property values went down. Now let's go the other way. We're not in a recession. And there's plenty of equity in the house. And you don't want their house in Florida. You have a nicer house wherever you're living, maybe in Florida, maybe somewhere else in the country. And you and your brother, your sister, or whoever it may be, hire your favorite real estate agent, get a sign in the front yard, and you sell the house. Who gets the profit? His estate, his children. The lender just wants their mortgage plus interest. So let's talk about this for a second. Let's bottom line this, and then let's get right to COVID-19. If mom and dad secure a reverse mortgage to increase the quality of their life today, we pay off their, their regular mortgage, we give them a line of credit because they don't have a mortgage, whatever. We pay off their cars, we pay off everything we can to make their retirement income mostly for quality of life and not paying bills and they live for a very long time, and then they pass. If there is equity in the house, which there most likely will be, mom and dad would have lived there for two or three decades with no debt service, saved literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash flow. The children inherit the house. They sell the house and split the profit. Same scenario. 
Mom and dad lived there for many, many, many years. Without any debt service, we've increased the quality of their life. And when they happen to go, we're in another real estate recession. And the house is upside down. The estate owes more on it than it's worth. The reverse mortgage lender cannot attach those assets. Does it make a difference how much life insurance mom and dad had? How many other assets, other real estate? No one can touch you. That is a win-win situation for mom and dad as well as you, their heirs, all right? That's today's reverse mortgage. So we are seeing an uptick in reverse mortgage volume like we haven't seen in a decade, maybe more. And why? Unfortunately, because of COVID-19. Many seniors, I live in Florida, the senior capital of the United States of America, um, the retirement capital of the United States of America, and many seniors come here in their 60s and even 70s and are still working. Usually it's some sort of a sales position. It could be in a restaurant, could be in a mall, could be a part-time mortgage person, part-time real estate person. But we all know it is seniors that are mostly at risk to catching COVID-19. So millions of those seniors, and I did say millions across the country, are not doing that job anymore. The restaurant they were working in is closed or it's at 25 or 50% capacity, even though they're allowed to be at 100% now. Malls, there are almost no one in them. And even if where they were working is 100% back to normal, which nowhere is, but let's just say it is, people above 62 with prior health conditions are the most at risk. So most seniors have decided, rather than risk my life, because contrary to what some people think, this is not the flu. This is much more serious. If you're in your 60s or 70s with any pre-existing conditions, such as diabetes or some type of breathing problem like asthma or COPD, any type of compromised breathing system, um, if you have been treated for cancer, did I say diabetes? I think I said diabetes. You are greatly at risk. So many seniors have opted to quarantine themselves, a very smart thing to do. I opted for that um, for my own reasons. I am doing a little visiting of the grandchildren. Every now and then I go to a couple of restaurants who owners, whose owners I know personally, and I know how clean they are, but I'm in my mask. I'm six feet away from everybody. I'm having a few business lunches outside here in the 95 degree uh, area uh, you know, in, in the summer of Florida because the odds on catching this outside with six feet um, protocols uh, is, you know, it's good. So I'm letting myself out a little, but on a whole, I've been quarantined since early March. I'm sitting in my office building now, which is four stories in Clearwater, Florida. There's about three people in the entire building. Life is different. And as a mortgage person and a host of a TV show, I am able to make a living. I've been blessed. I'm lucky. Realtors were actually named. That's where I get most of my business, real estate people. Secondly, would be financial planners, long-term care insurance people, financial advisors of all kinds. Real estate agents and those people were deemed necessary people. So they were allowed to go out with their masks and gloves. Interest rates are at a record low. So are reverse mortgage interest rates. Houses are selling. So business is good. I've been lucky. I've been able to do business via Zoom 
over a computer as I'm talking to you now. I'm not in the beautiful studios of WeBeam TV. I'm sitting here in my, in my office. Um, I'd much rather be in the studio. But I've been lucky enough to continue my living. Many seniors have been hurt by the quarantine, having to give up their part-time or even full-time jobs because they're a high-risk factor. But when you're a senior and you suddenly give up X amount of dollars per month, your lifestyle suffers. You do without. Why should our seniors, and I guess I got to stop saying our seniors now that I'm 62, why should we give up? So we are seeing a tremendous uptick in reverse mortgages right now in this country where people are saying, you know what, I've done good. My cash reserves are a little lower than I expected. But Mr. Banner, if you could get rid of this $1,200 mortgage payment or this $900 mortgage payment or a mortgage that I closed last month, this $2,800 mortgage payment, my God, my life would be much easier. We wouldn't be missing anything from me being quarantined here at work. That's the number way, number one way that reverse mortgages are helping people during this COVID-19 by giving them chunks of their home equity per month to make up for the income that they lost or eliminating their mortgage payment and other debts that are also strangling them per month, cutting down on their disposable income. How else are we helping during COVID-19? I don't know if you could say this is a help, but it will prepare them for the next COVID-19 or the next disaster. We are actually doing reverse mortgages for many people in this industry that are going, you know what, I'm in my mid-60s and I was planning before the end of this year to move into this beautiful facility. Oh my God, you should see the dining room. Oh my God, they take you everywhere from the malls to the casino on cruises. Yes, it's expensive, but I've worked hard my whole life. I can afford it. I'm, I'm not overly healthy. I'm capable of living at home. Oh, but this is going to be so much easier. Doctors, nurses on staff, doctors or nurses that visit on a weekly basis. I'm on medication. Uh, my wife is on medication. We'll be safer there. Oh, you should see it. It's two bedrooms. Blah, blah, blah. And for the last three months, they have aunts, uncles, moms, dads. Moms, dads of friends, maybe grandparents, dying in those facilities alone. I'm sorry if this seems like a scare tactic. It's not a scare tactic. It's reality. And now suddenly they're going, wait a minute. I've been reading for a long time. We could remodel the house. You know, dad had two hip surgeries. He's having trouble going up the steps. We can get a chairlift. We could bring the master bedroom downstairs. We could put ramps from the living room to the dining room to the bedroom. We could equip all the bathrooms with handrails. We can raise the toilets. We can take out the tub that you have to step over into and put a step-in tub. Oh my God, that costs money to remodel. So you use your equity and you get a reverse mortgage and you remodel and you have no payments. Now the house is safe for you. 
And you also have a line of credit, depending on the equity in your home, of course, and your credit and other things. This is a mortgage. And now with the extra income, or I should say the extra cash flow, let me correct myself, coming in from that reverse mortgage, or even if there is no cash flow, because we eliminated your existing mortgage and possibly your car payment and other debts, because of the extra cash flow that the reverse mortgage has created, we're now able to bring somebody in once a week to check blood pressure, to check your medicines, to make sure your pens are set correctly with your insulin, to take you shopping, to take you to a lawyer if you need to go, take anywhere. Because whatever it is that it costs, it doesn't cost as much as being in the facility, as nice as it is. And if you want to go to the mall, the person coming in once or twice a week, they'll drive you to the mall. You don't need to get on the bus. And if you do get sick, Let's hope it's not from COVID-19. Let's hope that there's medicine or a vaccination in our near future. But from anything, you're not laying somewhere by yourself, being told you can't have visitors. So another reason we are seeing an incredible uptick in reverse mortgages during COVID-19 is people remodeling their homes to stay home, doing what the National Council on Aging says you should do. Use your home to stay at home. Okay? Next, we are seeing many people that are, that are now buying long-term care insurance, an industry very close to reverse mortgages, who always thought they wanted it, but eh, we'll wait, we'll wait. How do you wait for long-term care insurance? With the price of medical um, technology, with the price of everything that there is today, the cost of medical coverage. Long-term care insurance, now that we're all living longer, is one of the top topics, top topics? Uh, on 62, who knew? When we bring on national long-term care experts, our, our viewership zooms. Should we have it? Should we not have it? Of course you should have it. By the way, I don't have an insurance license. I'm not selling you yet. I'm a reverse mortgage person, and I'm the host of the 62 Who Knew television show. Very proud of both. But you need long-term care insurance. You have to. You're going to live to be 90, 95. Somewhere in between there, you and your wife are going to have one or two long-term care events. And you can go into the home or the facility to be taken care of because that's what your Social Security and your Medicare covers. Don't you think it covers everything else? Or you can have a policy that gives you the best coverage and the best doctors and nurses and care and they come to your home because that's where you live longer because that's where your children are going to visit you and your grandchildren and your best friends so another way that reverse mortgages are helping people now who have not contracted COVID-19 but are using this as a learning experience going you know what if something like this ever happens again I don't want to be the home in the home I don't want my kids calling me because they can't come visit me when I'm sick, yes, you can use the proceeds of a reverse mortgage to purchase long-term care insurance, okay? Now, I'm making a lot of claims here. We still have a couple more things to talk about. And we have a little less than eight minutes to go. A lot of claims here. 
You can use reverse mortgage to pay for long-term care insurance. You can use reverse mortgage to pay, pay for your Medicare supplemental policies. Everybody needs one of them. Everybody wants one of them. But hundreds of thousands of seniors don't have it because they can't afford it. If you're 62 and above, and you have to be 65 to have Medicare, therefore you have to be 65 to have your Medicare supplemental policy. And you own a home and you have equity, the proper amount of equity. It's different for everybody who you are. It's different for every age group. Inquire about a reverse mortgage. Contact me either at mbanner at 62whonew.com or you could come directly to my mortgage company at mbanner at pmanow.com. Uh, John, if you're listening, if you could possibly get both those emails up there, I'd appreciate it. And lucky you already did it because that's how good we beam TV is. So thank you. Uh, www.62whonew.com. Contact at 62whonew.com. Or again, my mortgage website is mbanner at pmanow.com. I can put you in connection with people all over the country to give you a free analysis if you if a reverse mortgage can make a difference in your life. I can put you in touch with the finest long-term care insurance people, the finest Medicare and Medicare supplemental policy people. And I can tell you right now, um, it's, the, it's the same people I use for myself and my family, okay? So with about four or five minutes to go, I want to talk to you about the purchase reverse mortgage. Mortgage that is very rarely talked about and most people don't even know it exists. Most people feel that if you're going to get a reverse mortgage, you actually have to own your home, which you do. There's an old joke. I think it was Henny Youngman that I got a mortgage on my home today. Boy, my landlord is really mad at me. Yes, you have to own your own home to get a reverse mortgage. But what if you want to buy a home using a reverse mortgage? Buy a home and have no principal and interest payments for as long as you live in that home. Yes, there is a purchase reverse mortgage. It's called the purchase reverse mortgage. It's called the Heckam for purchase. It's called the H for P. It has three names, but it has one goal. Purchasing a home, a brand new home, and not being obligated to a monthly principal and interest payment for as long as you live in that home. Let me give you a scenario. And I'm going to use Florida, of course, as an example. Of course, because I live here. You sell your home in New York or New Jersey or Pennsylvania or Virginia or Texas or somewhere beautiful that you spent your working years. And now it's time to come to Florida. Okay? And you've done well. You lived in a beautiful home. You've raised your family. And you sell that home. And let's pick a number. You sell that home for $400,000. And you go to your financial planner or your confidants, which could be your son or your daughter or your brother or your sister. Not everybody has a financial planner. And you say to your financial planner, you know, I've saved some money. Not as much as I've wanted. I've done okay. But now we got another $400,000 because I just sold the house. That's what I walked away with. What should I spend when I get to Florida? I mean, I'd like to be near the water. I don't think that's enough to be on the water. I'd like to play golf five days a week. 
I'd like to be near my family because there's some family in Florida. What do you think I should do, Mr. Financial Planner? And the financial planner is pretty much going to give the same answer unless you're worth millions and millions of dollars. And what is that answer? Spend the money that you just made on your home. You made 400,000, go buy a house for 400,000. You made 280, find a house for 280. You made 600,000, buy a house for 600,000, all right? That's what most people are going to receive is advice. Don't tap into your savings. Don't tap into your portfolio. Don't cash in annuities, okay? Don't sell stock to buy your retirement home. Use the proceeds that you earned when you sold your exiting home from wherever that is. And that is, in fact, great advice. Now enter the reverse mortgage. And let's use my same scenario. You're walking away from your house in New York or New Jersey, wherever you're coming from, with $400,000. And when you get to Florida, you see that $400,000 is going to get you a pretty nice home. Wow. And you're 65, and your wife is 65, and you have $400,000, it's a big chunk of change. And you're going to spend it. Well, that was nice. You had it for about a week, maybe 30 days. Are you spending it because you want to? Or are you spending it because your goal is to have no monthly payments? Wow. That's your goal, no monthly payments. What if there was a way for you to spend a little more than half at ages 65, a little more than half of that 400,000, of 220? Purchase that $400,000 home, still have no obligation of a principal and interest payment for the rest of your life. You've succeeded. You've met the goal. No mortgage payment for the rest of your life. But you only invested two twenty dollars into that $400,000 house. We did a $180,000 purchase reverse mortgage. You have your dream home. You have no principal and interest payment, but you also have an extra $180,000 because you didn't spend it. Imagine calling up your financial planner who's still back up north or out west or in the Midwest and saying, well, uh, we did something here. We think we got good news. Okay, why? We bought our dream home, but we have an extra $180,000. Oh, you bought a cheaper home? No, we bought the home we love. I just have an extra $180,000, so I got a reverse mortgage. Can you do something with this, Mr. Financial Planner? Because we don't need it, it's newfound money. Just put it somewhere so in 15, 20 years, it's a lot bigger, so we don't run out of money before we die. Can you do that? Yeah, you can do that. That's the power of the purchase reverse mortgage. So with roughly 15 seconds to go, usually I'm not the only guest, but we did this today. Reverse mortgages can greatly, greatly enhance the quality of your life. I hope you learned something. I hope you contact me. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. See you next Monday.